Growing up as a kid, one of my favorite things to do was to watch wrestling. Um, I stayed home a lot and watched a lot of TV. Didn't have much of a life as a kid. But one of the funny things about wrestling was how you always had those wrestlers who had their mask. And I had a couple favorites who had a mask on and it was always a big deal for the bad guys to want to try to take the mask off the good guy. I don't know why it was such a big deal, but it was. In wrestling, it was huge. And so the bad guy would be, you know, either untying the guy's uh, head wrapper or, or whatever, trying to pull his mask off. And I'd be screaming at the TV, no, no. And the audience would be screaming. And the reason we did that is because you didn't want the people to know their secret identity. I don't know, as a, as a kid, I thought that was a big deal. It probably wasn't a big deal. But you know, today for men, our identity is something that we have. Did you know you have an identity as a man? Now, your identity isn't the person on your driver's list or your passport. It's the real you who lives life every day. And we're going to find out today why identity is important to us as men and why so many men struggle to own their own identity. So let's jump in. Welcome to the Confident Man Podcast, empowering men with the confidence they need to live their adventure. Now, here is your host, David Maxwell. Hey guys, welcome to the Confident Man Podcast. Let me start out by saying sorry about last week's show. I had come back the day before from a race and the summer had gotten busy, so I hadn't gotten ahead on my shows. And I was planning, well, I got time. I'll get back and record it and put it out. Well, the stomach flu had a different idea for me and I was taken out for days last week. Um, just sitting in my bed, or laying in my bed, actually, not being able to do anything. I could barely move around the house. I didn't want to eat. It was a rough week. Um, but the race was good. It was my last race of the year. I got to visit with some friends in Tennessee. Uh, but on the way home, I picked up the stomach flu. So just want to say sorry about that. You know, getting sick in the summer just feels wrong. I don't know about you, but I think it's wrong in so many ways. You should only be sick when it's like freezing cold outside, which for us is about two weeks out of the year. And that's okay with me. That's the way I like it. Well, this week, we're going to be talking about focusing on our identity as men. Now, identity has a definition and it's the condition of being oneself. So when I say identity, what I really mean is for you just to be you. And it's amazing that a lot of men struggle with that today. And the reason they struggle, it's not so much that they want to struggle. A lot of them just grew up without a man in their life. They didn't have a dad at home or their dad lived states away. Or maybe they had men in the home who weren't a great example to them. So they really don't know what it means to be a man, to have an identity. And so what they do is a lot of times they go through life feeling like imposters, they're like, okay, am I doing this right? Am I doing this the right way? Or they just let the busyness of life take them over. And I think a lot of us as men struggle with that. And I know for me, I was this guy. I struggled to find my identity as a man. Everyone else seemed to know what it is they wanted, who they were. And inside my mind, I was struggling. Now, of course, I didn't show that to anybody, or at least I didn't think I did. I probably did in more ways than I realized. But a lot of guys today struggle with this sense of insecurity where they second guess everything they do or they just don't make decisions. They just put decisions off. 
or they overcompensate. These are the guys who try to show everybody that they're a man. They try to be macho. They try to be all this. Both of them are actually reactions to not having identity. You can be insecure or you can overcompensate. And what happens is we begin to see the negative effects on men when this happens. And we see the negative effects on our society. We're seeing that today. We're seeing how men are, are being hurt and how they don't know how to be men. And they're raising boys who don't know how to be men. And it's just a, a thing that's multiplying across our society. And it's really damaging families and society as a whole. So what we're going to do is we're going to look at three different aspects of a man's identity to learn more about it. We're going to learn why identity is important, the danger of group identity, and why don't men have an identity? Okay, the first thing we want to talk about is why identity is important. And the reason is, as men, our identity is the foundation of everything in our lives. It is. Your identity influences everything you do. Now you say, well, how is that, David? It's not my identity is not going to really mess it up or make it great. No, it really is. Because the way you think of yourself, that defines your actions. It really does. How you think is how you do things. You know, let's think about sports. I mean, football season's coming up, which I'm very happy about. But when you play sports, if you play sports with insecurity or you play sports with confidence, which one's going to win the game? Well, the guy who has confidence, the guy who believes he can. And that's just the way it is. But a lot of us in life, we're going through life with this insecurity. We're not confident in ourselves. We're not confident men. We're struggling. And so what we want to do is, is try to be those guys who gain that confidence in our life. You know, when you were in school or maybe you watching a, a team before a game and you see a coach or the team say, well, we probably won't win, but we're just going to give it our, our best try. <laughs> I can guarantee they're not going to win with that attitude. So why would we want to bring that attitude into life as men? You see, what you think of yourself is the foundation of how you live. You may think what's going on in your head doesn't matter, but it really does. What you think of yourself, the, the, the things that you say about yourself, that inner talk, it really does affect everything you do because it comes out in your actions. And we see that, what we just talked about. We talked about the insecure guy versus the secure guy. You know, the secure guy is the one who's dating. You know, the one who gets the dates. The insecure guy, that's the guy in the friend zone or the guy who has all kinds of online relationships, you know, and, and it's just the way it is. I was the friend zone guy, but guess what? I was an insecure guy. It's just the way it is. Secure guys seem to be the ones who get the dates. And it's because of what they're saying to themselves, what's going on in their head, how they approach life, their attitude, everything. And then there's guys who are just angry. Have you ever seen the angry guy? That's the guy who's just waiting to go off when things don't go his way, when things aren't happening the way he thinks they should. You know, when somebody opened the bag of Doritos on the wrong end and they just blow up. You know, some guys I know had dads like this and everybody at home kind of 
acted different. It was like walking around on eggshells around the house because nobody wanted to set dad off or dad came home in a bad mood and it made everybody want to back off. Some of you may work for bosses like this. You have those bosses that you can tell it's one of those days, the way they walk in, maybe they ignore everybody, maybe they're curt, they only say one or two words, and you can tell they're just acting different, and you're like, okay, this is not a good day to talk about my race. You know, and, and people are looking around going, what did we do? What's wrong? And, and sometimes it's nothing you did. It's just the guy's angry because that's what's going on inside of him. And we know a lot of men like that who just walk around just waiting to be offended, waiting to get hurt so they can be mad. And then there's the guy who's the hurt guy, the guy who really always has an excuse. You know, the guy who, hey, it's not my fault. It's, it's not because of me. And, and we all see those guys and they're funny in movies and stuff like that. The thing is, is you don't want to work with one of those guys, especially if they're your partner. And then you have the lonely guy who he's very much like the insecure guy. But the lonely guy is the one who, you know, when he approaches a girl is like, well, you probably don't want to do anything with me, huh? You probably don't want to go out with me, you know, or somebody says something and they're like, well, I didn't think anybody would want to come. So they kind of throw those guilt trips out there, but they're really doing it because they're just lonely. And they don't know how to maybe make friends. They don't know how to get friends. So they act kind of awkward, which is funny because it kind of does the opposite. They want to get friends, but they don't know how. So they act awkward thinking they're being funny or something like that. And it causes the opposite problem. People don't want to be around them. And the danger of this for many men is that's what they saw. You know, uh, some guys saw the lonely guy in their dad. Some guys saw the hurt guy. Some guys saw the angry guy, the insecure guy, whatever. So what they did is they grew up thinking that's how men are supposed to be. And unfortunately, they get that unhealthy identity modeled and they get it into their brain and that's how they live. And what we have to do as men is ask ourselves, what's my identity? You see, if we don't recognize our identity, it's like never looking in the mirror. Can you imagine going through life and never looking in the mirror? Now, there are some guys who look in the mirror all the time and maybe too much. But you know, if you never look in the mirror, you don't see things, you don't notice things. You know, as I've gotten older, it's so weird because I've, I'm, I'm losing hair on the top of my head. I have got, you know, almost nothing on the top of my head. But I've got hair that grows from the weirdest places. Like I'll have a hair growing from the very front of my nose. It's like a rhinoceros hair. I don't get that. I got hair that just wants to explode out of my ears. And I'm like, come on, guys. Can y'all not do something on the top of the head and not in these weird places? But if you don't check, if you don't look in the mirror, and sometimes, you know, I'll forget. I won't think about it. And then I look in the mirror. I'm like, oh, my goodness, I've got a giant rhinoceros hair going off the front of my nose. You know, and if you never look in the mirror, you don't know what's happening in your life. Well, as men, if we don't think about our identity, if we don't think about the why, about what's going on inside of our brain and who we really think of ourselves, then what we'll do is it's just like never looking in the mirror. You'll never know what you're really like. You'll never know that maybe you're living an unhealthy style. Maybe you modeled or something was modeled for you that was unhealthy, like anger or hurt or loneliness 
or sexuality and all these other things. And maybe it was modeled for you in the wrong way. And so that's all you know. But if you never take the chance to really dig down and say, okay, what is my identity? You won't know really what it is. All right, the second thing we're going to talk about is the danger of group identity. Now, what many men do when they don't have an identity, they don't really know who they are. They don't think about it. They go looking for an identity. You know, they go looking for a place to kind of pick up their own identity. And what men with no identity do is they get together with other men and they kind of join and make an identity for everybody. Now, they do this for two reasons. One, it's just natural. You know, men like to get together and hang out. And, and that's cool. And that's a natural thing. It's a good thing. You should have guys that you hang out with. And then a lot of times, though, when these guys get together, is they, they assume the identity of the group. Some guys join these groups because they want to assume the identity of the group. They want to kind of come in and, and let the group define who they are. Now, any pack that brings recognition to men is a group, and it could be a, a gang. That's why guys get into gangs. Guys are a sports team, like college football, like I said, is starting this weekend. So everybody's gearing up. They're going to wear their gear. They're going to go to the game. They're going to do all these things. And they're doing that to join a lot of times with other men and hang out and do stuff. There are guys who are collectors. You know, they'll collect specific things and they get together with other guys who are collectors or even business people get this way. There's all kinds of groups you can be a part of. And, and a group of men, a pack of men, that they're not bad necessarily. In fact, men need that. Men need other men to hang out with. It's healthy to do that. So I'm not saying packs are bad. What you have to do is figure out why you're in the pack. Because the good or bad of a pack of men is based on the motivation of why you pick it. And that's what we have to understand. Are you picking it because you really want to be a part of it? Or are you picking it because you need that group to give you an identity? Those are two very important things we need to look at. The first one is the healthy one. We choose it. When you choose to be in a group, you're maintaining control. What you're saying is, hey, I want to identify with these other guys. You know, with college football, you say, okay, I like, my school is Mississippi State. So if I say, hey, I like Mississippi State, I want to hang out with some guys before the game. So I'm going to go tailgate with some friends of mine who are also Mississippi State grads, and we're going to have a lot of fun. You know, we're going to wear the same stuff. We'll all bring some food. We'll all bring whatever. And that's good and that's fun. It's relaxing. It's, you know, recreating. It's all these things. And we're choosing to be a part of it because we want to. I'm saying I want to be a part of it. And, you know, a lot of times there's a big financial investment in it. But then the other side is if we need it. Now, there are some guys, they'll join a group because they need to be a part of the group. And when they need it, what they're doing is they're giving up control to the group. And this is, happen, this is happening for a lot of guys in groups they have to be a part of. And so what they do is they get their entire identity wrapped up in the group. And the problem with that is when you give your identity to a group, you're giving up your autonomy. You're giving up your control. 
You're giving it to the group and you're telling them, tell me what to do. Tell me how I should be. Tell me how to think, how to act. And, and we see this in every group. Even healthy groups can have unhealthy people in it. And there's unhealthy groups like gangs and stuff like that. And, and for many people, a lot of these other ones are harmless, but a lot of them throughout history have caused problems. One, uh, one movie that you know my wife and I used to watch uh, was The Sound of Music. I haven't watched it, gosh, in I don't know how long. But you know, it's your classic musical. Um, but it's about the, the Germans, the Nazis coming in, and there's a guy early in the movie, his name is Rolf, and he was singing to a girl named Liesel. It's the song 16 going on 17. And then of course he's 17 going on 18 saying he's so much more mature. But we see Rolf in the early in the show and he's in love with Liesel and he's all this. But then later in the show, we see him as a Nazi and we see him identifying with the group. And so what he does is he kind of loses himself in the group. And in fact, later in the movie, we see him actually being the one who blows the whistle on them. And they don't get captured, but it gets pretty close because of him. Now, what happened to Rolf? Well, Rolf gave up part of himself because he wanted the group identity to be his identity. And he gave up his own personal identity and gave it over to the group. And men have done that throughout history. When men don't have an identity, they'll grab a hold of a group identity and make it their own. And that's a dangerous place to be because you're giving up yourself to the group. Again, there's nothing wrong with being in a good, healthy group. Okay, the Nazis were not a good, healthy group. But, you know, if you're part of a guys who are collectors or you game with a bunch of guys and stuff like that, nothing wrong with those things. Those are good. You need other men to hang out with. But what you want to do is not let the group be your only source of identity. Because then what happens is you lose yourself. Groupthink takes over and crazy things can happen. We saw that through the Nazis, that the people were doing things they wouldn't normally do. Why? Because they were part of a group. And men in this situation need to understand one important thing, that there's a difference between being similar and being the same. You know, similar versus sameness are two different things. Men are similar in a lot of ways, but they aren't the same. You may be similar to other men, but that doesn't mean you are the same as them. You see, each one of us as men, we're individuals. We have our own identity. And what we want to do is own that. It doesn't mean you go be a lone wolf somewhere. What it means is you know who you are, even if you're in a group. So that gives you the freedom to join a group, but not lose yourself to the group. So don't don't confuse the fact that you may be similar to guys and you want to hang out with guys who are similar to you. That's normal, but you're not always the same. So you don't want to give up your identity to that group identity. All right, the third area we want to talk about is why don't men have an identity? And that's, that's a very important question to ask. Why? Why aren't men today developing their own identity? And I think there's several reasons. I mean, there's, there's probably a zillion reasons out there, but, but a few reasons I want to hit today I think are important to us as men and things that we can change right now to begin to kind of work through, find our identity, figure ourselves out. Now, understand when I say identity, 
I don't mean you just sit there and stare at your belly button or get all weird or anything like that. What I'm talking about is that you know who you are. And that just means you're comfortable with yourself. You're comfortable in your own skin. You're like, hey, this is just the way I am. That's your identity. It's the you that you bring to everyday life. And when you're comfortable in that, your relationships will be better. Uh, your work will be better. The things you do for fun will be better. And people will just enjoy being around you a whole lot more than if you're just kind of faking it. And you're not really sure who you are. And you're just going to enjoy life a whole lot more. Now, one of the big reasons that people don't have an identity today is I think we've lost the art of contemplation. It's a lack of contemplation. When's the last time you sat down for a time of just contemplating, of thinking about something? And I'm not saying you have to sit still, but maybe you went for a walk, you went and rode a bike, or you did something to just think about what is, what's happening in my life. The definition of the word contemplation is the act of considering with attention. And, and a lot of people do it in many different ways. Some people do it uh, through going for walks, something like that. Some people do it during prayer time or, or things like that. And what you want to do is find a time that you actually bring contemplation back into your life. It's a lost art. But I think we need it as men. Because when else are you going to think about the meaning of your life, the purpose of your life? You say, well, Dave, I don't have time for that. That's exactly the problem. You say you don't have time, it means you're not making time. As men, we've let ourselves get busier and busier, but we never sit back and think about the why. Why am I so busy? Why am I doing this? What is my life all about? And then these same men will wonder why nothing satisfies them, why they have to have all of these things to make them feel better about their life. When you look at history, men were the ones who were the deep thinkers. And I think in our society today, and especially in the Western culture, we've kind of allowed ourselves to buy the lie that it's not manly to think about deep things. And that's a lie. It is manly to think about deep things. Men have been doing it for centuries. And I think that's the time for us to think about our purpose in life, why we're here, what are we doing? We should think about how, how do I live well? What do I do to live a life of honor? What do I do to sacrifice? You see, these only come as you take the time to contemplate and think deep. One of the other areas I think that is obvious today, and I won't spend a lot of time on it, but it's just the overload of distractions. Um, part of the reason we don't contemplate, we don't think deep, we don't have an identity, is we're just too distracted. You can literally entertain yourself or distract yourself 24-7 distractions are easy and a lot of them are just fun. You know, people say, oh, uh, all these distractions are bad. Well, they can be, but if they weren't so much fun, we wouldn't do them. We wouldn't be distracted by them. I'm not distracted by something that's boring. I'm not distracted by something that doesn't look fun to me. We're distracted by things we want to do. And so what we have to do is understand that, that there's a time and a place for distractions they're not a bad thing. They have a purpose, but they should not be the purpose of our life. That's the difference. You can do things for distractions, like your thing may be gaming, your thing may be movies, your thing may be sports. You know, your thing may be sitting there and scrolling on your phone. I don't know. But you don't want those things to be the purpose of your life. People who only 
come home uh, and their whole purpose is to, you know, grab a cold one, sit on the couch and binge watch Netflix, and that's their whole purpose in life, that's sad because distractions have become the purpose. And what we want to do is make sure that we don't let our distractions become our purpose for life. Like you may like gaming. So you may want to come home and do some gaming. There's nothing wrong with that. But if that's the only thing you do, instead of maybe connecting with your wife, your children, or, or even just having a life outside of gaming, if all you do is game, that distraction has become the purpose of your life. And that's not good. That's a problem. And what we want to do as men is make sure that we guard against letting distractions become too important to us. The other area that I think a lot of men struggle with today is having an outward scorecard. Now, men, a lot of times when they don't have an identity, they get very focused on the scorecard. Now, men are competitive by nature. You know, you put a bunch of men in the room together and they're going to figure out a way to make a contest. You know, I've talked about it before. Who can, you know, throw a paper wad in the trash so many feet away? Who can do it backwards? Who can do it with other people screaming at their face? We will come up with things. We will come up with goofy things. That's just how we are as men. We like to be competitive. That's natural and that's normal. Nothing wrong with that. But a lot of guys today, their scorecard is their life. That's all they're really living for. They may be adults, they may be 40, 50, 60 years old, but they're still living with the scorecard of how much do I have compared to what someone else has. You know, am I a millionaire? Well, I want to be a billionaire. If I'm a billionaire, I want to be a bigger billionaire. Some guys live for success. Just how successful am I compared to someone else? How's my business compared to their business? And all it's about is this competitive thing of having a scorecard. And what it really is, is people living with the attitude of he who dies with the most toys wins. Actually, they still die. You can die with all the toys in the world and you think, yeah, I won. Nobody cares. You're still going to die. So is the outward scorecard really the most important thing in your life? Now, being competitive is great. Wanting to win, wanting your business to grow, wanting to do those things, that's good. And you should do that because that's part of your role as a man, part of who you are as a provider for your family and for other people. And as your business grows, you employ people, you change the world that way. That's part of our nature and our calling as men. But your point in life is not to see if you just make more money than the other guy or to retire at a certain age and sit on a beach. You know, some people, that's all they live for. But is that really what life's all about? You know, I've seen men who work to rise the ladder. They want to get more and more. They want to be more and more successful, only to watch their family just completely break apart. I've seen dads who justify that kind of living with, hey, I buy my, my family nice stuff. I take them on great vacations. Yeah, but they want you. Too many men never take the time to develop their identity because they're doing these things. They're, they're doing the store card. They're trying to get more and more or they're loaded with distractions or they just never think about what's important to their life. And that's why a lot of people today are asking, why are guys so shallow? You know, a lot of women are out there asking, where are deep men? And there's not a lot of us, unfortunately. Men need to be deep, and that means they need to start with their own identity.
But the problem is too many men today grew up with no example. They don't know what that means. They're just following the example that someone did for them. But here's the deal. When you as a man begin to really tap into your true identity, that's when you can really make a big difference in the world. All right, closing out the show, we want to talk about the three things we talked about today. One, we understood why identity is important. Your identity as a man is important. It's not something that you say, oh, I don't have time for that, Dave. No, you need that. Because a lot of things that are happening, maybe inside your life, things that you don't realize you're struggling with, or that you've never told anybody you're struggling with, are happening because of a lack of identity. But you want to be careful that you're not allowing group identity become your identity. A lot of guys are doing that today. They don't really have an identity, so they're finding it in a group. It could be a sports group. It could be a political group. It could be whatever. But that's a dangerous place to be. You want to find your own identity. Who are you? What's your purpose? And then you can join groups and be a part of things. And then a lot of guys just never take the time to figure out why they don't have an identity. They don't contemplate. They don't think about this kind of stuff. They don't go deep. And what I want to do is challenge you to think about your own identity this week. Do you have an, a really strong identity, a sense of yourself? Do you know who you really are? Or have you given your control away to a group? Or maybe you're, you're trying to live with some type of scorecard? What I want you to do is to be a more powerful man. And more powerful men are men who have an identity. You see, our identity as men is the source of our inner strength in our lives. And when we understand that, we live a much more productive, fruitful, and better life in every way. You've been listening to the Confident Man Podcast. Click subscribe so you don't miss a future episode. You can connect with David on Facebook and Instagram at David the Maxwell. Find resources to help you as a man at theconfidentman.me. That's theconfidentman.me.